Welcome, everybody, to the fabulous 44th edition of the Metabilis 2 podcast, the fabulous Memorial Day yes. edition. For those of our listeners who live in the United <laughs> States and understand what Memorial Day is, um, for our listeners in the United Kingdom, of course, this will be the May Day Bank Holiday mm-hmm. edition. But still, whatever edition it is, it is the 44th of the podcast. And um, <laughs> as usual, it's myself, Ben, introducing with... David. Hey. Hey, David is here too. Yeah. And we are going to be talking about the pyramid at the end of the world. Yeah. When did you get a chance to watch it? You were I just you were vacationing that. or holiday. I was vacationing. Um, luckily, due to the magic of, of our current era, I was able to watch <laughs> it yesterday. Okay. And, and it was very pleasurable because I was able to watch it with my lovely lady wife. Oh, okay. Um, who, who has not been watching the current series. Um, a bit of a strange one to jump into. <laughs> very much so. I was able to bring her up to speed. Um and um, uh, she has she had a few comments on it, which I can probably talk about later on. Um, I've also been able to talk to my my favorite nephew, my favorite and only nephew, <laughs> Finn, today on the telephone yeah. um, from the United Kingdom. Um, he had some um, some interesting interesting comments. So yeah. um, so well, let's yeah. jump into it. What crack what, straight in? What did yeah. we think? What did you think? What what's, uh, what what's did going I think? On? Well, you know, it was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? Really. <laughs> My other great friend, Greg, who we mm-hmm. have had as a guest on the mm-hmm. podcast before, and hi, Greg, I think you're listening, made a very, very apposite comment to me, um, which was, this is basically a tribute to the fabulous Bristol Boys. Hmm. How do you figure that? It's just just kind of a, like a, a, a huge mess. <laughs> I seem to remember that Baker and Martin, their original script or kind of outline draft involved a giant skull-shaped spacecraft descending into Hyde Park in central <laughs> London and aliens emerging and demanding to be t- demanding to take over the earth this really felt very similar to that there was wow. a giant pyramid in the middle of the desert there were B52 bombers and russian submarines and there was a russian general and a Chinese general and the, and the Secretary General of so many generals, mm-hmm. Secretary General of the United Nations, a hulb, and then there was a lab. I mean, again, you know, Baker and Martin, they love their labs. Um, <laughs> we can think of the Bial Foundation, or we can think of you know the nuclear power station again in the hand of fear. Right. Um, you know, it was very moffaty also in that yes. way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's big, you know, I'm putting, I'm doing air quotes here. There are big themes about, you know, predetermination and predestination and mm. how like the smallest accident, like breaking your glasses in the front door right. can lead to the destruction of the whole planet. Right. If you happen to work in a lab that has really pretty poor safety procedures. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. <laughs> to, uh, to be honest. And we can, we can come and talk Come on, talk about that a, li- a little bit later if we want. But again, you know, I mean, the whole thing, again, you know, in a Moffaty sort of way, is designed to get us to this to the end point mm-hmm. of the forty-five minutes, which mm-hmm. is Bill needs to save the Doctor, and by saving the Doctor, she dooms the Earth. Right, and that's I really think possibly we could have found a less complex. And this was uh, one of the comments coming from my, my niece and nephew in Britain. Um, we could have found a, a, a less complicated way to get to that point than the way that we were given. Mm-hmm. One last callback that really came to my mind. It was very much reminiscent to me of Joe Grant 
at the end of the demons um mm. where you know joe offers to right. to sacrifice her own life to save the doctor's life mm-hmm. um to a being of unimaginable power now in that case that 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 offer of self-sacrifice you know dooms the being of unimaginable power in this case you know bill also makes the decision to sacrifice the planet earth to save the doctor well didn't joe sacrifice herself though i mean it's a little different it is it it is a little different but i mean it felt to me that there's this element of kind of you know giving something up in order to preserve this individual with whom you fo- you formed a great bond i mean right. joe yes right joe was offering to to die herself mm-hmm. bill has basically doomed the planet right both of those offers to these supernatural beings and i think you know like the demons the monks are supernatural in some way both of those offers were to save save the doctor and i think mm-hmm. you know the where the doctor was which is you know in a crap laboratory in cardiff somewhere <laughs> that really shouldn't have been given its license by the eu yeah. um uh, uh, chemical division or well whatever. maybe this is post-brexit so it is, it is it is post-brexit <laughs> health and safety standards are no no longer eu compliant <laughs> exactly so he's trapped in you know an about to explode laboratory um so it's, again slightly different but i i got a, i got a kind of a classic vibe from that so mm. so yeah so those are those are my immediate those were my immediate immediate reactions obviously you know i've got a few more things to say mm-hmm. but david you you obviously have got some have got some views too yeah oh well i'll start with the positive uh excellent good there, there, accentuate the positive <laughs> i thought it was a very nice uh, writerly uh, way of conveying the flashback in Bill and Penny on their date and Bill relaying this crazy quote-unquote dream that the doctor told her about the monks and the simulation and that kind of stuff. I thought that was a good way That was nicely done, yeah. um, But then... Just just to interject then, I think it (laughs) also very well set up for me that you know the bill who knows the monks and has encountered the monks before is not the bill of the real world. Right. Um, so the Bill that we meet in that, this episode, who does something really stupid at the end, uh, doesn't actually know how potentially horrible the monks mm-hmm. are because she's been told about them by the doctor, but she hasn't right. experienced it. Well, herself. that that brings up an interesting question. Do you think this is a further simulation, or do you think this was um, the real reality, Doctor Who reality? That had crossed my mind um, that we were in some kind of other other simulation. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it past it from Moffat to pull the rug out at the end mm-hmm. of the next of the next um, forty five minutes to say yes, no, this was just another simulation. Right. Um, but I, 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 right now, I'm thinking this is the real world. Mm-hmm. Well, my hope, I'll put it this way, my hope is that this is another simulation. So last week we had the simulation from the doctor's perspective, and this was the simulation being run from Bill's perspective. Oh, interesting. Yes, and so okay. it's a kind of. Uh, uh, turn left what ifs take on things like what would have right. happened um, it certainly didn't end that way we are we end on a cliffhanger but often with Moffat's cliffhangers they're resolved within the pre-credit sequence right right so right. part of the theme one of the themes in this story that um, was it Peter Hardis and Stephen Moffat co-wrote yep yeah um, was the misdirection so the Monks were pointing between the three um, antagonistic forces between Russia, China, and the U.S. It was all a misdirection when the real catastrophic event was happening, like you said, in a lab somewhere in 
outside of Cardiff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. maybe this is a redirection. I'm hoping it is a redirection because it's too it's too fakey. Um, I do not believe that the harness Moffat combination should be put anywhere near anything <laughs> scientific, whether it be you know space science with the moon or right. <laughs> Or just the politics were as contrived as Harness's previous episode with the Zygon two-parter last year. We have the return of Turkmenistan. Yep. And just the science was just as bad, if not worse, well, just as bad as Kill the Moon. You mean the science in terms of the of the, the enzyme thing? or Just the regard for science and the suspicion of science. And right, one of right, our right. original um, ideas or themes that we had when we started this podcast is Doctor Who. The, the scares in Doctor Who reflects the fears of the writers. And right. I get a definite feeling that Harness, and maybe to a lesser extent to Moffat, really are afraid of science. Right. It's maybe something that they're not comfortable with. It wasn't that the, you know, the obvious thing was the the destructive forces starting World War III was the end of the world. But no, it's a fear of science or a disregard of science. And also, I think on on another level, we have these two male writers who have a misunderstanding or a fear or a distrust of consent and consent has become a pretty heated topic um, among some circles about what consent actually means. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that was one another one of the themes in it. And I just wonder if that is something that they as writers or they as individuals are struggling with or picking up in the airwaves, so to speak, of Western society. What does consent mean? They're saying love means consent, and that definitely isn't <laughs> that definitely isn't true in that regards. I mean, it could be hand waved or explained away that these are aliens, and consent may not mean what it means to you know in in sexual politics. Right, right, but right. To have such a loaded term, I really wonder if that's one of the things that they're afraid of. Just like in the seventies, with some of the writers poking their finger at feminism or um, women women Women, equality yeah 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 Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a that's a really good point um i mean it is our you know favorite eras of who Mm -hmm. you know doctor who was always a, a very science positive show right um and the science was always you know, scientists made mistakes, scientists mm-hmm. could be evil. But the doctor was always, he always called himself a scientist. Right. And that being a good thing. Right. Um, you know, he wasn't a madman with a box or mm-hmm. a, an, X, an X with a Z. Uh, he was a scientist. Right. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, you, you are right. There is a there is a suspicion not only of scientists, but actually, you know, in a kind of macro sense, if you look at, you know, the... the, the um, uh, 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 kill the moon. Um, mm-hmm. There's this kind of a, a, a kind of, of a, a negation of kind of actual science. Full stop. Basically, right. um, it's just not scientific. And I, unfortunately, I'd add all. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd also add the the forest of the whatever it is. You know, um, what, what was that one? The, the last in the forest friend, of the night. The forest of the night again, mm-hmm. which is you know, profoundly kind of a a a scientific. Right. Um, 
Um, and, and, and again, I hadn't picked up. I mean, the, that consent thing. I mean, that could be. That could be. You're right. It could be a piece of pretty reactionary middle-aged men going like, "Well, you know what? All that consent stuff. That's all nonsense, isn't it? Right. And it's probably something to do with aliens." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me not to see it through a lens of. Uh, sexual politics and what does consent mean and what does it mean to be giving consent and because we both have kids and yes. um, at least we both have female kids and mm-hmm. one of us has a male kid and that's all pretty current stuff right now right and the whole idea is you know the, the understanding is you really need consent and consent can be removed at any time and you know just because you have consent one time doesn't mean you have consent the next time it's really it's and i just think that perhaps this is and i don't know what the current uh, milieu is in the uk but in the u.s if this was if these were american writers writing this the whole idea of consent would be uh these these it would it appear to me that these writers are reacting to that in a negatively in a fearful way now peter harness pled ignorance last time with kill the moon that it was an an abortion metaphor right right. and so i imagine he would do the same thing again now whether or not i would believe him i didn't really believe him the last time yeah, and I think I, I think it's possibly not as as much of a of a current piece of culture as mm-hmm. it is in the United States. I think, and again, you know, obviously, I don't have kids in the in the UK right. um, university system. I think it is slightly less at a high kind of feverish pitch than it mm-hmm. is over here. Certainly, abortion isn't isn't right. the, isn't a similar kind of issue in the UK as it is in the United States thank god <laughs> um uh because uh i mean again i think it's just so destructive and so toxic to the US exactly and you know i've i've had arguments online with people that i know online um um who are based in the UK you know you do not want to introduce that kind of level of toxicity into the into the UK, you just need to run away from the whole right. abortion thing as quickly as possible because <laughs> it's just the worst. That's by the by. Um, so I mean, I can't say, but yeah, no, I mean, I think I think that's a good, I think that's a good a good point. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, again, I mean, I think it would be certainly. I think it's naive for them not to imagine that this doesn't have a this, that, that that this wouldn't have a a resonance. Because again, I mean, you know, I think. They must be very, very conscious because I'm sure BBC Worldwide are very, very conscious. Right. This is a big show in the in the US now, right. and you're very deliberately still writing for a UK audience. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of your audience are in the United States. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of things that um, uh, came to my mind again uh, watching it. The first of which I guess is relatively minor, but um, the discussion we were having last week about what the levels are, we're going now from the sublime to the ridiculous, <laughs> but the discussion that we had last week about the about what the level of simulation was, and right. I opined that possibly the, you know, the aliens were just simulating the Pentagon and Bill's room mm-hmm. and the University of Bristol. Apparently not. They've actually, they're actually simulating, you know, the, Everything. Uh, all, of hu- yep. all of human existence from some predetermined <laughs> start point. Well, which since the... Gulf of French and Ark Fleet crashed on the ancient prehistoric <laughs> Earth, apparently. <laughs> apparently, exactly. Um, so that's kind of interesting because then we're straight back into kind of Moffat again, kind of Moffat, you know, predetermination, free will right. kind of territory, which I think is interesting to him. I don't find it very interesting myself. I think it's kind of a dead end. 
as a piece of discussion. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's recycling the whole silence. Yep. Plot strings or um, exactly manipulation. Exactly. Um, the other thing that came to my mind as well is that for, again, and this may be by accident or this may be deliberate. Um, but it's obvious that these monks, whoever they are, um, and we're not really fully explained who they are. We don't know. We don't. Know we still don't have yet. a motive. <laughs> we don't have a motive for them. Um, they are obviously very legalistic in some way. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's relatively unusual for an alien race to uh, be quite so. You've got to ask me in exactly the right kind of way, and mm-hmm. you've also got to feel in exactly the right kind of way before I will invade your planet. Right um, now, whether this is a, a this is a get out for you know we're going to be able to trick them in some kind of quasi legalistic way, so they have to withdraw their conquest, right? Because we've caught them in some kind of legal trap, or mm-hmm. as I'm fortunately, as I suspect, is probably more likely. This is, again, just a way to get Bill into that point where, you know, she has to make a terrible decision. Right. And then the monks take over and, and we see what happens. But it's sort of like with the in like Curse of Fenric where the doctor has to get Ace to not believe in him type thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. that's probably how they're going to resolve it. Something like that, and that will again, you know, that'll that'll there'll be some there'll be a yes, there'll be a wedge driven between Bill and the Doctor, which will then have to be resolved mm-hmm. in whatever follows, um, etc., etc., etc. But um, yeah, I would I would like to again, you know, the monks right now unfortunately are kind of ciphers. I'm not really getting any kind of feeling of of, of character from them, other mm-hmm. than that they are the plot. Um, right. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, it's maybe it's sign of progress that uh, we have more of a three dimensional character in Bill, and we don't have her as the plot. Instead, right. we have the villains as the plot. Right. 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 Yeah, and they're just kind of plot things. Um, they're not really. I mean, they're not Zygons. I mean, I think one of the weaknesses of that two Zygon, uh, that two part Zygon thing, is that I didn't really, I didn't really recognize the Zygons as being the Zygons that I that no. I, I knew, I, I knew no. and loved. Um, no. um, and that was that was problematic for me. Mm-hmm. Since we're dealing with problems, the other the, the the cliffhanger, the thing where the the blindness and the bicycle lock or the luggage lock on. This very poorly designed bio research facility. Oh, the the worst. Just, I guess it's just par for this. Brexit Brits. Well, the well the problem is, you know, if you cut funding for labs, they have to find funding somehow, and this is purely funded by plot. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, like, what, everything I mean, existed in this lab to further the plot. And even the people that they hired, I, Douglas, is just the worst. And that they were drinking coffee in these bio labs, that's a big no-no. That they are moving through these contaminated areas without decontamination, that's unplausible. That both airlock doors are open at the same time, that's yeah, unrealistic. Which doesn't actually make them an airlock, exactly. Right. Yeah. And then that they vent to the outside world, that doesn't make any sense either. That's not the way these things work. And, it, uh, and but, I think any, you know, obviously any lab that has... <laughs> Is handling that potential of like dangerous material would have some kind of sterilization system built into it. Right. Um, the, the doctor wouldn't have to fab something up. It right. would just like there would be a button that you would press. Well, presumably. he does. The doctor does seem to be pretty keen on blowing things up this season, from smile to 
Well, yeah. definitely here. So, uh, the, but back to the pack to the, the luggage lock door. We know from extremists that the doctors, Sonics, can record visually what's going on. At least we have that contrivance. Right. This is a problem that could have been easily solved with an app like Skype or FaceTime with a video conference call. All right. Bill, here, look at your screen. See what the numbers are. Tell me when to stop the rotor. Yep. They were already on the phone together. It just Well, also, I mean, to be honest, it could have been solved by the doctor just saying to the Bill, I'm sorry, you know what, I'm blind. And, you know, again, I can get, you know, psychologically, there might be a certain point mm-hmm. after you have a catastrophic physical event happen to yourself where you don't want to talk about it to the people who are closest to you. Right. I really, I, I was, I was, you know, it was straining my disbelief to even get to this far. Mm-hmm. Sort of straining my belief. I'm straining my belief to get this far that, right. you know, that, that A, Bill wouldn't have twigged that the doctor was blind. Right. Or actually, more likely, the doctor would just say, you know, sorry, Bill, um, the reason why I can't do, why I can't pick up this cup of tea right now is because I, I'm blind. Mm-hmm. So again, it seems to, you know, it's, 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 it's plotty. It's getting us to a point where right. it's very Bill, contrived Bill and artificial, very contrived and artificial. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is not, not really good. Just a quick sidebar, actually. Um, Tony Gardner, who plays Douglas, my, again, my nephew Finn pointed out to me that um, he really couldn't take Tony Gardner um, Douglas very seriously because mm-hmm. he was the star of a, uh, a CITV show My Parents Are Aliens um, which is a comedy <laughs> show the mid 2000s so he's quite a, to children he's quite a well is he an alien uh, my parents are aliens so was he show. was he the alien he parent? was one of the parental aliens well, he was the father who mm. was who was an alien <laughs> um so it's hard for kids certainly finn's age to take him seriously because right. he's like this goofy alien dad right. but actually interesting just looking him up quickly on wikipedia he's actually a real doctor okay <laughs> He's Dr. Tony Gardner. He qualified as a doctor at Guy's Hospital in 1987. Well, um, so he should know better. There really <laughs> needs to be a, a scientific advisor. We need a we, we need, advisor. we need a Kit Peddler back under the Moffat tenure. To... Kit Peddler, where are you now? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I just I do not like fairy tale at the expense of science, and I don't like oh we're just gonna hand wave or away science for the sake of a good story okay but let's even have a good story this was not a good story this was i felt moffat having like you said this is where i need to go this is my series arc this is the end point and, and then here here peter peter harness how do i get to this end yeah end point yep. What's your get story? Me to this place. Okay, What's your we story to get me there. So yeah. I think Harness probably came up with the idea of the monks, or maybe Moffat and Harness did together. All right, so we have these monk invasion, uh, and okay, well that's great. So I can do a simulation, uh, all of the crawls, you know, the previous week, and then we can yeah. do this, you know. But we have to get. This is where the door has to be, and those kind of tunnel plots especially when you discard reality anything kind of that would be you know th- that's what made um oxygen so strong is yeah. it fit it was cohesive it used the it it not only discarded the doctor's crutches with uh, with the, uh, the sonic screwdriver they separated them from the tardis whatnot here they fully use the tardis this is a time machine and but instead the doctor chooses to come after the enzyme is mixed in at a higher level than it's before. Yep. 
So, yeah. and don't give me this fixed point baloney. The reason why he chose to be there is because the writers chose it for the sake of the plot. Yep, yep, yep. One other thing I want to throw in. Um, I, I think overall, I think the direction was very good. I, I mean, I thought the I thought the mise en scene was 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 very good. I kind of believed we were mm-hmm. in Turkmenistan or wherever the hell we were. Uh, well, um, the one thing that I thought was disappointing I thought, was, I thought was yeah. disappointing about that is okay. We have UN blue helmets, but we don't have unit. This is a United Nations thing, and maybe it's because the UN complained that unit was part of the UN that they yeah. didn't, they didn't want to conflate them. Yeah, that 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 was disappointing. I mean, I think. It, I, I think unit are, are possibly maybe something we won't really have that much anymore, thanks to the UN. But um, I don't know. Do they have yeah. really that much say over? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so that I thought I thought that was in general good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the special effects were good. I kind of believed the bomb attack with the bomber. That I thought was was really pretty well done. Um, I like the Russian machine, the Russian submachine, the Russian submarine kind of arriving mm-hmm. um, like that. Um, it was kind of interesting to me, uh, just as a quick sidebar, that again the monks appear to be um, temperamentally uh, unopposed opposed to killing people mm-hmm. unless their the legal their legal structure tells them to. So right. again, the monks they didn't kill the bomber pilots and they didn't kill the Russian submarine crew right. because they hadn't engaged in a what the monks would say is a legal relationship with them. Right. They did kill the three generals because again. However, the monks function legally. Mm-hmm. The generals had transgressed that, and again, right. I'm wondering whether that's accidental, or whether that will help us resolve the monk problem next week. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, what I what, what what didn't really work for me is I didn't also didn't really find the monks to be again the, as, as you've just been saying, David. They're, mm-hmm. they're just way too plotty. They didn't right. really have a character to them. I wanted them to be scarier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted them to be creepier. I wanted their pyramid to be more intimidating. Mm-hmm. Just when they're in that room and they're kind of stroking those tendrils <laughs> of light. It's like, what are they doing? That's not frightening. I wanted to go into that pyramid and I wanted it to be like Omega's castle, you know, in, 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 and this is another kind of, mm-hmm. you know, callback to Bob Baker and Dave Martin work. <laughs> I wanted it to be like, you know, Omega's castle in right. the, in the, in the three doctors, or I wanted it to be like, you know, the palace of the Exelons or even like the Sycorax, you know, who these, these, <laughs> these monks sort of resemble, you know, had little bones and stuff hanging from them. Yeah. They didn't really work for me in that way. Yeah. So anything more to say on this? I mean, we've kind of given it a good uh, beating up here for we have. a half hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any any positives? Are you optimistic? Or well, Toby well, I think, Whithouse's? I mean, I think well, I think the positives for me. I like I like the direction. I mm-hmm. like the art direction. You know, I, I thought that apart from the the troops not being from unit, I thought they were convincing troops. Um, I've been very irritated in the past. Um, Anyway, but I mean, I think, I think again, I think one of the mistakes there is that is that I, I you know, I think we we were kind of t- again. This is this kind of we're being told mm-hmm. we're not being shown. We're kind of told that these this Russian and this Chinese woman and this uh, American male person were all super duper important. Um, right. But we are not really kind of that's not really demonstrated to us, other than the fact that 
you know, the show tells us that we that these mm-hmm. are the people who kind of empower to make these kind of decisions. Right. Um, you know, I would have liked, you know, even something as crass. So I'm now going back to see actually there, there may be problems with the direction. Even with something some crass as, you know, some kind of newsreel footage of like tensions mounting in Turkey. Turkestan. Their usual yes. tricks with a BBC newsreader or something. With a BBC like that. newsreader, or even you know, who's Kalatli Sisters, or whatever she's called, who's the the one who comes up on the CNN amalgam that they mm-hmm. have for like American news, something like that that would give us more of a sense of like this is a tense place. Right. Um, there are three armies, and again, you know, we 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 know from from uh, uh, from Day of the Daleks, you know, that there that there are three cornered flare ups between. Mm-hmm. Um, Russia, China, and, and and America that only Britain can resolve. <laughs> um, I mean, there are you know there is precedent for this part of the world being a tricky a tricky place to manage yeah. in 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 the universe. And mm-hmm. I think just a little bit more care in the writing could have just built that more effectively for us. Sorry, you asked me for a positive, and I'm just giving you another <laughs> negative. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I thought the co- the costumes worked well, and again, I've been irritated in the past by the military costumes. People mm-hmm. just wearing their berets wrong, mm-hmm. um, and just 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 like minor minor stuff like that. But I thought, I mean, the the actual troops on the ground kind of read well to me. You know, we had some Land Rovers; they were painted <laughs> correctly, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I thought all that was all. I thought all that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know. But again, as I said, we're just told that these people are important, mm. and I think we need to kind of you know be shown that these people are important. That this is this is a high stakes thing that's happening. And again, you know, as you've as you said, David, the problem is is that you know none of this is important. This is all plot stuff to right. get us to the point where Bill makes the foolish decision. I you know you could have even sewn it earlier through the series. I don't know. Uh, you could. <laughs> I don't know how you would exactly have done it, but maybe even in an RTD way where just in the background you see a television going yes. with, you know, tensions in Turkmenistan yes. are escalating and, you know. Yeah. Well, there could be, you know, there could be a demo on on campus that Bill's involved in, you or know, something. With like demonstrating yeah. against American occupation of Turkmenistan or something. Yeah, right. Just really simple stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, I think as a showrunner, this is what the showrunner's job is: is to is to is to give us this overarching. Okay, if we're going to have like a three part, um, uh, three part story, which this basically is, mm-hmm. you know, four parts if we want to include oxygen as well. Let's really knit it together build it, better. Yeah, put it together better. Really, yeah. really. Don't patronize your audience. Um, actually, an- another positive is I actually kind of I really I really liked the way the lab looked. Hmm. Um, I know it was a shit lab, sorry, <laughs> crap lab, or whatever language we can use. I know it was a badly run lab. Um, I-, I thought it, I thought it was a well put together lab in terms of the way that it looked. It had TV believability. It had TV believability, though. I will say, and I actually do hate to say this, but I'm going to have to say it. I don't think that Rachel Denning, as um, the other lab person, um, really had the acting chops to kind of bring this off. Okay. Um, re- I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure she's a great actress, actor. Um, I haven't really seen her in 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 any in any other stuff, but she wasn't really selling the kind of potential horror of this, which is this could destroy the world. Right. And actually, to be honest, Peter Capaldi wasn't really selling it that well either yeah i felt capaldi was flat this week and i think you know he's a smart man and mm-hmm. you know he knows 
good stuff and he knows bad stuff. Uh, I mean, I hate to put you know thoughts into his head, but it, the flatness could very well be that he recognizes there's problems with this too. Well, my hope going into this was, wasn't particularly high knowing who the writers were, yeah. but my yeah. hope yeah. was this would be the Empire Strikes Back of this trilogy. This is where the stakes were all high, everything seemed lost, and right. okay, everything I guess seems lo- at a loss. <laughs> guess it's lost, uh, but oh, yes. it I, I I don't know. Politely put, this story did not work for me. I don't think it was written for the type of who that I liked watching. No, and I think I was. Uh, I mean, my 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 wonderful wife. Um, obviously quite enjoyed it but she was a bit sleepy towards the end uh, um and i i was sorry that this was i mean she hasn't watched who for a year or so um and i was sorry that this was the one that kind of we were introducing her back into it um uh, i i very much hope she'll be watching next episode of the next next week's episode with me but i wouldn't put it past her to 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 give it a miss (laughs) to 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 give it a miss and just ask me to tell her what happened um because it was it really yeah it was it was reminiscent of of some of 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 what's not been working yeah it's this was vintage vintage Vintage. moffat and harness vintage moffat harness yeah and uh yeah no thanks Yep, I mean, you know, the uh, unearned high stakes, you know, you can't just tell us the stakes are high. We've got to really see that the stakes are high and the acting's got to tell us the stakes are high and the directing's got to tell us the stakes are high and, um, uh, you know, the script has got to give us uh, action within which the characters can demonstrate how high the stakes are and I don't think it it wasn't really happening. I'm still not seeing where the threat is with the monks. No. Or even why they should be believed when they show us in those, their, uh, their, their fiber optic loom that they have, why we should believe the visions that they're projecting. We know they are very skilled at uh, simulations of virtual reality. How do we know what they're projecting is true. And I think we can only hope, as you've said at the very beginning, that maybe we're in another simulation and it's not true. But yes, that's mm-hmm. exactly something that popped into my head when I was watching everybody get all freaked out and say, well, you know, maybe we need to, you know, say to the monks that they can take over the world. A, why are we believing the monks? Mm-hmm. And B, in that they can save us from something that they say is going to happen even when we have no proof other than them saying that it's going to happen. Right. And then why do we think that whatever they say is going to happen they can save us from just because they say that they're just because right. they say that they can save us from it right and that um, they well you, they, they're not really demonstrating their immense power mm-hmm. um other than to be able to you know pluck submarines out of the ocean and dump them in the desert in a kind of you know close encounter sort of way <laughs> um they haven't really demonstrated a huge amount of power um and again you know if we are if we're thinking as, as i as you know as greg wanted to tell me and i think he's you know that th- there's elements of a callback to you know the kind of zany looniness of bob <laughs> baker and dave martin you know let's have let's have a ranting omega um <laughs> that at least gives us an idea that there's someone to be fought at the heart of this right or give us a, you know, let's have let's let the monks have a catchphrase you know the quest is the quest or you know contact has been made um consent or, must be given consent consent must be given exactly let they have to say that all the time um and and it and it to be something like creepy um 
and then, and their mouth movements as well. I mean, I know last week we were saying that I was hoping oh, you're that, Mondasians, they'd be, yeah. that they'd be Mondasians. I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is kind of irritating that their mouth movements do not match what they're saying. <laughs> um, you know, just just get a grip and design some plat- you know, some latex <laughs> monk masks that allow monks to speak their words. Mm-hmm. Contact has been made. Consent <laughs> must be given. <laughs> so... Uh, so I guess the the absurdity or the uh, the demonstration of power of uh, uh, plucking the bomber from the air or um, plucking the missile ICBM submarine from the middle of the ocean. Um, what that does demonstrate to me is maybe this is virtual reality again, and the line that the doctor told Bill when they're walking inside the pyramid that every trap you walk into is a chance to learn about right. your uh, about your enemy's weaknesses i just wonder if they learned about the doctor or they they found something out about the doctor last week and the doc they they just found the doctor's weakness here right is Bill. Bill is the weak link with is the vulnerability and there's just a very far cry from Bill and then say Sarah Jane and Harry being tortured by the Khalids so the doctor would talk. Right. You know, they're saying no doctor you mustn't tell them, you know, they're trying to bear up and it's the doctor who makes the decision and much like m- most of modern who the companion makes a bad decision and then doctor has to go clean up rather than the doctor right. makes the decision and then the doctor has to set it right. And I, I know we want to give co-leads or companions agency and ways to propel the plot forward, but it's being done in a negative way. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's reminiscent of the first week with the pilot where the doctor saying, Bill, don't touch watery Heather. Bill yeah. decides that she's going to touch watery Heather and yeah. I'm I'm not feeling it quite as much for Bill as I was the first five stories, first six stories. Yeah. Let me, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll just interject something else that just popped into my head. Again, you know, we kind of artificially get rid of, you know, a sonic screwdriver character, which is Nardole. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why can't Nardole help? Oh, he's just collapsed for some reason. And I well, guess he collapsed because the, the gas ba- is kind of like... The bacteria is bacteria. attacking his human lungs. But then again, he had, didn't dissolve into a pile of goo like you know, Doctor, Doctor, my parents are aliens. Um, <laughs> Doctor Douglas, we're, we're, yeah. we're going to need him next week. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, just a level of kind of artificiality there, which is just. Uh, and I think you know, I mean, you know, if we can just think about what the what the meetings must have been like, it's you know, it's like Moffat, like okay, I need to get you to, I need you to get me to like A, B, and C points. Right. Um, however you get me there, I don't care. Just get on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I would just like a little bit more care to be taken. You could have got Bill to this point with far less faffing about mm-hmm. um, and with a far more economy of plot. Uh, as I said, you know, speaking to my two, my niece and nephew, they thought it was overly complicated and uh, uh, difficult to follow. Right. Um, and, you know, okay, mm. so if it's not working for me and it's not working for them then it's not working. Right. So um, need to take more care with these things. You need to take more care. And it's just a little bit more care. Mm-hmm. And if you and I can sit here for 45 minutes or so and, you know, just suggest some ways that this might be made better, we're not professional script writers. We don't work in TV. Um, you know, 
this is your guy's job to kind of just tweak this and just make it just a little bit more satisfying um <laughs> anyway it'll I'm, I'm 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 kind of looking forward to next week um i did watch the next time trailer i know you aren't watching nope. them but it did look kind of cool okay um, well, that's good I'm, hope, ho- hope. I'm hoping i'm um, who's writing next toby whithouse toby whithouse who's got he's got form he's good he, you know he's he, he's uh, done he's, let's see uh, school reunion was his first outing then vampires of venice uh the god complex um, there's a slight town called mercy and then that last season or a season before under the lake under the lake before the flood yeah, yeah. So, so yeah it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag well let's hope he can pull something solid off for us next week mm-hmm. pull us off in a solid way next week yeah um, we're and the sad news is we're half over with this series I know, I know. Yeah, it's coming coming up fast. Or the That's end end is nigh. The end the end is nigh. The monks are taking over. <laughs> well, so okay. Well, I think I think this is it's wrap, time it, to up wrap it up here. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to beat a dead monk. <laughs> All right. Too well, much. thank you so much for listening us to us whinge about uh, Pyramid at the End of the World. <laughs> this has been episode forty four of the Metabilis Two podcast. I, as always, have been David. And I, as is become traditional, am, am Ben. And thanks for thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Thank you for listening to the Metabilis 2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, as a number 2, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number 2. Hope to hear from you. Bye.